0: What's going on, guys? It's your boy Mikey Rock from your favorite fantasy football website and your fantasy football experts at Grand Central Fantasy. Woohoo! You know the fucking deal by now. We're here giving you the best content that anyone could possibly give you on the market. We're fucking fantasy football experts. We're fucking fantasy football legends. You know the fucking deal by now. We love what we do. We're always posting shit on our website, grandcentralfantasy.com. We're, we got constant podcasts. We got constant blogs. We're always putting up new shit, start, sit, all kinds of stuff that could contribute and help you win your fantasy football leagues. On our Twitter handle, at Grand Central Fan, you need to be following us. And you probably do already if you're listening to this, because how the hell else would you hear about us? We're constantly You know, tweeting out, giving you all the good shit on Twitter. Um, You guys, please continue to tweet at us, DM us. We prefer you DM. It's like a 100% of the time we're going to get back to you. We're at close to 3,000 followers now. We get a lot of tweets. We do a very, very good job, I would say, answering probably 99, 98.5% of them, especially on a Sunday. It's very difficult with all the questions we get. So DMing us is the way to go. But... Like I said, we're Grand Central Fantasy. You got Mike alone today in the podcast. I'm giving you a little special podcast today, just about some guys that I want to um possibly buy low, sell high. Some trade candidates in your fantasy league. Some of these guys, you know, are doing really well, and I'm not liking what I'm going to see from them down the stretch. And some of these other guys are just guys that just aren't getting love and respect. And I think they're gonna, you know, shove it in some people's faces and fucking dominate down the road. So um, I want—I don't want to make this too long. I want to make this short and sweet. Get to the point. We're not. It's, this isn't going to be like our weekly segment. Um, I'm just going to touch on a couple of these guys, and uh, I'm going to get things started with the great Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and a lot of people out there are panicking with Lamar Jackson because they're looking at some of these numbers by him each week. And it's like, oh, my God, Lamar Jackson, he's only threw 170 yards. And uh, his last three games, 186, 180, 193, 97. Oh, man, Lamar Jackson, what happened to you? Well, we all knew that the Lamar Jackson of last year, there was going to be some type of decline. He that What he did last year was historic historic, and we told you that you weren't going to get that same type of production out of him. With that said, Lamar Jackson is a must-buy because there are some people in your leagues that are fucking panicking right now with what they're seeing out of Lamar Jackson. They can't handle it. They can't handle seeing him not... Post these top five numbers every week. And you know what? That's their fault because they drafted him so high. And we always tell you at Grand Central Fantasy, never, never, never draft a quarterback in the first couple rounds. Absolutely not the first, absolutely not the second. And that's where these guys like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson were going. And you know what? It's because of situations like this. So with that said, these guys who drafted Lamar Jackson so early who are in panic mode, Quite frankly, will take some kind of value back from him. I feel, and you know, while Lamar Jackson's not posting the same type of numbers that he was last year, I mean, let's let's look at the stats. Uh, He's he's I think he's ranked like in the top ten still in quarterbacks, and when you were looking at the schedule down the stretch. He has a very fantastic playoff schedule and just a, frankly a great schedule for the rest of the season. I'm going to touch a lot on this podcast about uh, strength of schedule and playoff schedule because that's a very important factor at this point in the season. We're, at, we're just past the halfway point, and you know, a lot of these things, uh, these stats of these guys, you could throw a lot of it out the window because they had easy schedules earlier on and now they have tougher ones. So, you know, you can make that case with Lamar Jackson, who you know, um, he's had some, the last, some of these weeks he's had some pretty you know, favorable matchups and he has some tough matchups coming up that are going to scare some people with Pittsburgh and Indy and New England. But when we're looking past that, you got a week 11 matchup against the Titans. Week 13, you got the Cowboys. And then this is where things really start to get me uh, riled up in the playoffs. And he's going to face Cleveland. He's going to face Jacksonville. He's going to face the Giants. And While we know Lamar Jackson isn't going to be going out there throwing 300 yards and four or five touchdowns every game, why why we love Lamar Jackson is because how electric he is with his legs. And he's going to get you 8 to 12 points every week with his legs. So combine those with um, rushing points with these uh, pass defenses that aren't too shabby. Lamar Jackson definitely has top 5 uh appeal to me the rest of the season and these guys who are panicking about him jump on top of it just see what you know uh see what you can get from him. see see what they're feeling um I think he's uh you know this is the lowest you you're, you're going to be able to get Lamar Jackson so uh another guy I want to talk to you about real quickly uh who's starting to you know be added a lot more leagues and when i'm looking at espn yahoo cbs all these leagues that you guys are in he's owned now uh in over 80 percent of the leagues and just a couple of weeks ago he was barely owned in any and that's my boy justin sherbert yeah i'm gonna trademark sherbert so justin sherbert has outperformed all my expectations this year he came on the field and since tyra taylor got um shanked he's been dominating and now he's starting to get on a lot of these teams. And this is a guy who you might want to take advantage of in a deeper format. Um, and, may, and probably in a 12-team league, too, he might be uh, a guy that might, um, you might benefit from him because of his schedule coming up. But I just want to touch on what he's done these last couple weeks. Against Tampa Bay, 290 yards, three touchdowns. Against the Saints, 264 yards, and he had four touchdowns against jacksonville this past week 347 yards three touchdowns and he had a russian touchdown he's been dominating in your in your fantasy leagues and in all fantasy leagues and while his ownership is starting to go up i still feel that people are a little hesitant to have him as their starting quarterback in fantasy football but i'm here to tell you that that's not the case um his next three games are against the uh, Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Jets, which is magnificent. And then, most importantly, we get to the playoffs, and we're seeing him face the Falcons. We're, uh, we're seeing him face the Raiders, who have had a tough time against past defense. And he's facing the Broncos, who have not been what we expected uh, against the pass and defense. So this is a guy that you're probably not going to have to give up too much uh, value to get him on your roster. So Justin Sherbert's a guy that I'm definitely looking in. If I'm having trouble at the quarterback situation, you know, there's been a couple duds this year in uh fantasy football from the quarterback. And also, you know, you might have one of these quarterbacks that are labeled injury prone or have some tough matchups down the road. This might be some good insurance to have on your squad in Justin Sherbert. Um, and a guy that you're probably not going to have to pay premium for. I mean, People are starting to realize how good Justin Sherbert is, but um, some people might not just be on that bandwagon yet. So, yeah, I'm telling you to go out there, buy low on Justin Sherbert, and let's kick it to a guy that I'm very worried about, um, a guy that I just traded for a couple weeks ago when things were looking good in my fantasy league, and now I'm kind of like, God damn it. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. And man, it's been pretty ugly for Ezekiel Elliott these last um, you know, since since Dak Prescott's gone out. And quite frankly, it's due to the offensive line play in Dallas because they're dealing with some serious issues in the um offensive line, these starters. They're trying to shuffle people around. It's kind of a mess down there in Dallas. And I'm telling you right now, I love Ezekiel Elliott. I still feel he holds running back one, low end running. Back one value, but there's going to be a lot of these weeks that he's got these tough matchups, and he's he's not even going to be your you're not going to be confident in starting him. You're going to roll him out there still, but you're just not going to have that confidence that you've come accustomed to with Ezekiel Elliott on your roster. So, I think the offensive line is going to you know come back healthy, um, most of the guys, and get better, which is going to help him. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because there's no Dak Prescott there. Uh, you got Andy Dalton. You got. Uh, ben DiNucci. Maybe they trade for another uh, quarterback. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, which would be nice. I don't think so, but maybe they can, you know, try to steal someone from another team because they obviously are still in this playoff hunt, which is so pathetic in the NFC East. But I am still trying to talk to owners. I'm going to try to sell high, if that makes sense, because in the name alone, and I want to get, I, I, I want to get rid of them too because. This schedule, man, is just not pretty for him down the stretch. Uh, between, you know, he's gotta face Philly, um, he's gotta face Pittsburgh. And then in the playoffs he has, um, he's got he's gonna play against San Francisco, who's been very good against the run. He's playing against Philly, who's been dominant against run. It's just not pretty. And I'm not just gonna give Ezekiel Elliott away. We know who Ezekiel Elliott is. He's actually on pace um from a PPR standpoint of Of Having the most catches he's ever had, uh, which I love seeing, but it's just, you know, that teams are going to stick it. They're going to stack the box now and game plan is going to be shut down Ezekiel Elliott with no Dak Prescott there. So I want to talk to owners. You know, maybe they're not feeling the same way as I'm feeling, and they might want to try to step in there and grab Ezekiel Elliott from you, thinking they're, like, stealing him from you, but maybe they're not looking down the stretch at the matchups, and maybe they're just not feeling the same way as I am. Don't give Ezekiel Elliott away, but definitely see what his value is. Uh, next up, I want to talk about a guy who's hyped up earlier on the season, and it's kind of gone downhill from him, but... I'm here to tell you to step in, folks, and buy, buy, buy. And that's with Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, he was getting, you know, I can't, I don't know exactly the rounds, but I think he was going the third round leagues or um uh I think I have his average draft position here from earlier on. And uh do 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 do. Yeah, man. He was this guy was going in third, this guy was going fourth rounds, it looks like, which is pretty high for a guy who's never played uh And, you know, I was worried at the time with Marlon Mack, um, you know, still getting a lot of run. And then we know, you know, what happened with Marlon Mack. But, yeah, so the thing with the Indianapolis Colts is uh, teams are are targeting the running back in Indy with how talented he is. And they're taking less pressure off the quarterback situation with Phillip Rivers because, frankly, he hasn't looked that great. I think a large part of it, too, is there's been so many injuries to their pass catchers. I mean, when you look at the team, uh, all these guys that we talked about early on that could step in to be the second wide receiver, the third wide receiver, with Paris Campbell, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., all these guys. There's been so many injuries, and there's actually been guys stepping up from them as of late. Some guys from the practice squad. Marcus Johnson was on my waiver wire report. Uh, some guy that you should look into possibly in deeper formats. He might step up. He just had a 100 yard performance. He said, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. So, Jonathan Taylor, um, They've been, they've been real. Defenses have been really si- uh, singling in on the run against them and stacking the box. And some of these defenses are teams that, you know, have fared pretty well against the run two. And now I'm looking down the stretch a little bit. And, you know, you're going to see that this is a very, very, very big theme um, for this segment. And this his second half, starting from week 10 on, he has probably the best best schedule uh for running backs in fantasy like the best top 3 at least but probably the best cuz he's going against Tennessee in week 10 he's going against week uh he's going against the Packers in week 11 he's going against Tennessee again in week 12 he's going against Houston um week 13 the Raiders week 14 Houston again week 15 and then Pittsburgh week 16 your super bowl but you know what? You're not going to get to the Super Bowl if you don't win games before that. And that's what Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to do. They're going to try to utilize him the best of their ability because teams have been stacking the box. They're going to, I think, they're going to start throwing the ball to him even more. Um, and it just, when you face those two opponents right there, it's almost like anyone, any running back that's going against them is going to provide fantasy value. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think they're going to start targeting him in the backfield more. If you look, um, week one uh, for Jonathan Taylor, he was thrown to six times, which was his high. But after that, he he was barely looked at and barely part of the game plan from a passing standpoint. But then, if you look in week five against Cleveland, he had three targets, so it rose from the previous one he had each the week before. Week six, he had four targets. Then he had a, they had a bye week. Now they're facing Detroit in week eight, which is. Fucking fantastic for him so that's a guy who you know he's been struggling lately he hasn't put up the points that people wanted that that's a guy that you want to possibly look into buying um for your team he still might cost a pretty penny but he might be worth it down the line so um i'm going to talk about another guy another running back right here real quick Um, before I get to one of my main guys uh, running back and that that's Melvin Gordon and you know there's been a lot in the news lately about Melvin Gordon Um, his DUI um, injury Philip Lindsay uh, Melvin Gordon was ill Philip Lindsay stepping in starting to get more of a workload Um, all this stuff is all this negativity surrounding Melvin Gordon but he's actually been pretty solid this year and he's been quietly solid to me this year um he's had some really nice fantasy performances early on um and this uh this past week against kansas city um he had a couple fumbles so i know people aren't really you know high on him right now with all the negativity surrounding him and when that kind of stuff is happening i'm trying to weasel my way in there and see um, you know, if this guy has any value where I can basically dump off someone that I can't stand on my fucking team and grab them and Looking down the stretch, Melvin Gordon, favorable, favorable schedule down the line, especially in the playoffs against Carolina, against Buffalo. He's got some solid, um, uh, great matchups that will help you win games. He's going to provide high running back two uh, options right there. I know people are a little worried about, you know, he had the DUI, and it looks like that he's not going to get suspended this year. Um, and even if he does, that might just help increase um, his trade value uh, for you. Uh, guys might be put off by that, that they're not, they're going to miss him for a couple of games. Listen, as long as Melvin Gordon's there for your playoffs and your team's looking hot, why not? So that's a guy you should look into. Now, the guy I'm most excited to talk about, and we talked about him in the podcast a little bit earlier, was uh, is Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is the starter in Arizona, even when Kenyon Drake comes back. Chase Edmonds is the guy we've been waiting for this. Uh, he, you know, erupted last week. Um, and he's going to erupt the rest of the season. Now, I know I want you to go out there and look to try to buy this guy. Now, it's not a buy low option with them as of right now because um his stock is rising, rising, rising. But there might be some guys in the league that feel like, you know, when Kenyon Drake comes back, like Drake's the starter. They committed to him. Now, oh, fuck that. I'm letting you know, whoever has Chase Edmonds in your league, talk to them. They might be a stunad, and uh, you might be able to benefit from them. Chase Edmonds has low-end running back one potential for the rest of the year. Okay, folks, don't be scared of Kenyon Drake coming back. He had plenty of opportunity. He fucked himself. Then he got hurt. It's Chase Edmonds' season. You heard it here first. No, I'm not joking. I'm joking. You didn't hear it here first. But, you know, GACF is going to always give it to you straight. So I got another running back. I'm going to hit on one more running back. I want to talk about real quick. And it's a guy who's been outperforming my expectations. And that's Todd Gurley, someone who I was very, very, very nervous about going into the season. I felt that Atlanta was going to worry more about his workload and not give him this heavy, heavy rushing uh, uh, attempts each week um, due to, you know, how long he's uh, his, just his injury history and concern and they've been given him the rock and he's been he's been pretty effective especially from a fantasy standpoint i mean let's look at the attempts he's had the least amount of attempts he's had in his game is 14 he's hit over 23 times uh carries and in the last two weeks he's hit over 20 um he's being targeted at a backfield he's, he's very productive um He's getting his touchdowns. He's got four or five. He's got seven touchdowns this year, which is outstanding, and he's killing it. And and you got him probably a little not late, but you got him later than we're uh, expected from a Todd Gurley, you know, in the past in his prime. With that said, I am selling Todd Gurley while his stock is high, and it's a mixture of a few things. Number one, yeah, you guessed it, his running back schedule down the stretch is atrocious. I mean, he's facing the saints who have been killing it against run. He's, he's facing the Buccaneers. His playoff schedule is a little scary with the chargers who, you know, they lost a lot of guys in defense, but they still been effective. And, you know, the schedule scares me a little bit, but the thing that still scares me is, will Todd Gurley hold up for a whole season. I don't know if he's gonna, we know the tendonitis was an issue. That's a lingering thing. It could pop up any minute. Um, so I'm very, very worried about that. And then the other thing is, you know, he plays for the Atlanta Falcons, who right now are one. Uh, what are they? One in six, I believe. They, and they're playing in a tough division. They're, like you're already at a playoff contention. You're really going to be running Todd Gurley like down people's throats in week 15 and week 16. It just that's what worries me with some of these guys in these teams, when especially when they're out of it. Um, Todd Gurley's got tremendous value, and you might have these guys who are thinking, this is Todd Gurley of a few years ago. Those are the guys you're going to want to target to trade. Um, and I think Todd Gurley, his value is not going to get any higher. I think now the time to so sell high on him. And, all right, now I'm going to move along to a couple receivers real quick. And my first one is a guy who I just traded for uh, a week ago. Shout out uh, my boy E. Romes, who... Um, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I traded Alan, for Allen Robinson, uh, and I gave away Kenyon Drake because I told you guys a couple weeks ago, you need to sell on Kenyon Drake while he's high. That was against the Cowboys. He dominated the Cowboys. I could dominate against the Cowboys. You could dominate the, against the Cowboys. That's why we're selling high with these certain guys who, when they have certain matchups and they dominate, you want to try to get the best bang for your buck, and that's what I did with Allen Robinson. Now, A lot of you probably scratch your head because Allen Robinson has been killing you um, as of recent. And, you know, Allen Robinson is concussed, um, which is a concern with him, but. Let's just look at Allen Robinson through all the years with all the quarterbacks he's been around between now he's got Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, he had Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, and the guy still just sees so many targets and a huge workload, and there's been production there despite the, the terrible quarterback play he on his, has on his team. Now, before this last week, he was facing Jalen Ramsey, a very, very tough cornerback one of the best in the nfl before this week in the prior four games he had a minimum of nine targets in each game actually i'm looking at it in the last from week one to week six he's had a minimum of nine targets every game and in three of those games he had over 10 so the guys getting on an average getting targeted over 10 times a game probably just about 10 times with this last week. And we know that Allen Robinson could be productive, even with the shitty quarterback. We've seen it before. We will see it again. I know it's scary um, because we hate the Chicago Bears offense. It's atrocious. It's hard to watch. But Allen Robinson is just a playmaker. He's one of those guys you just feel like you're going to throw the ball to him. He's going to come down with it. Um, And and a lot of these guys, you hear the hesitation in my voice because that's how a lot of these owners are feeling about Allen Robinson right now in that offense. But I'm here to tell you that he has a tremendous schedule rest of the season. That's what we're taking advantage of. And he's playing – He's got the Titans, he's got the Vikings. he's got um uh Detroit right before the playoff start, which is huge for a lot of you guys. You might be you know trying to push for a late playoff run., uh, you might really need that win. Maybe uh, you're trying to get a buy in your league. then week fourteen he has the Texans. We saw what Aaron Rodgers did um against the Texans. We've seen what all these quarterbacks have been doing against the te- Texans pass defense. You got Minnesota again. That's another great matchup um, for wide receivers. And then week 16, he has the Jaguars. I mean, who's got it better than Allen Robinson? So this is a guy that you're still going to have to give up something a pretty penny for Allen Robinson. But like I did a few weeks ago, I traded Kenyon Drake after that huge performance. This, this guy, uh shout out E Roms again, you know, was just trying to make something out of nothing, I guess. I don't know. And he screwed himself. So Allen Robbins is a guy that you want to start. Um, you want to try to talk to some of these guys about in the league. I mean, it's a big name still, but some of these guys just might be sick of them and might just be sick of the Chicago Bears offense. And I I mean, I totally understand why. Um, now I'm gonna move on to a guy that you probably could have bought low a few weeks ago. And you might have missed your window on that, but I still think um, there's um, op- there could be an opportunity for you to uh, snag him, and that's Tyler Boyd. Sean and me love Tyler Boyd. We absolutely love Tyler Boyd. We told you he was the number one receiver in the offense. We told Cincinnati Bengals he was the number one receiver in the option uh, in the offense, but they consistently wanted to throw AJ Green's way. They had to go the hard route and try it, and it just was ugly. So now I think Joe Burrow's starting to figure out Tyler Boyd's the most consistent, probably the the top talented wide receiver on the team. You got T. Higgins over there who we absolutely love too, but Tyler Boyd is his guy and that's his go-to guy. And if you look at the last few weeks, the targets are up for Tyler Boyd. The yardage is there. He's going to come out with another, yet again, another thousand yard receiving. Uh, stat line against this year because the prior two years he had thousand yards uh, receiving he's going to have it for a third year in a row folks Um, he's been pretty healthy these last couple of years too he's a guy who you're going to put in your lineup you're going to start him each week but the reason i have him on here is some people might be hesitant because there's this aj green love still and, and you know a lot of people really high on t higgins but um, Tyler Boyd is is the wide receiver you want to own in Cincinnati. He's the number one wide receiver, and the people who are doubting that are the people you want to possibly talk to about stealing them from him. And Tyler Boyd has a fantastic – one of the best fan, um, playoff schedules against the Cowboys uh, and against the Texans. He's got to face the Pittsburgh um, pass offense in there, uh, but – He's got some uh very favorable matchups down the stretch. He's a guy that I want to look into. Um he's just consistent and no matter what he's going to put points in your roster, you know, even in his down weeks, it just seems like, you know, even his down weeks aren't the worst and you're going to get down weeks from everybody. So Tyler Boyd is a guy that I'm trying to look at. Now let's talk to a guy that I'm very worried about down the stretch. It's a guy that Sean absolutely hates, as you just heard on the last pod. And I didn't like him earlier on. And that's Mike Evans. And, oh, man, Mike Evans... It's just he started out so hot earlier on, and now I feel like we're starting to get the real Mike Evans' These last couple performances, and there were performances I really thought he could have took advantage of, and I'm ashamed that myself for getting so hyped up about him in them. And uh, against Green Bay, he had two targets. Against, uh, against the Vegas Raiders, he had two targets. And... Things um are not looking good for him moving forward. Now that we have the signing of Antonio Brown, that is definitely going to cut into his target share. Now, Sean is on the record of saying he sees Antonio Brown as a wide receiver. One, the rest of the way, I'm still hesitant just because he's a head case, but no matter what, that's going to cut into his target share. Then you still got Chris Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin's had all these injuries, but that's another guy you have to worry about. Another guy who I think is severely more talented and a better Uh, Wide receiver for Tom Brady in this offense. So there's going to be some less targets going this way. And it's, you don't want to hear less targets with what Mike Evans has been getting. So, you know, a lot of people earlier on were obsessed with Mike Evans. I mean, he had all the touchdowns he had, I think six touchdowns the first five games. And he had some huge 100 yard performances. And people still might see that, that he couldn't have that in him. I'm telling you, I don't see it. I don't like uh, I don't like when you have all these talented wide receivers on one team um and Mike Evans might be the guy who doesn't benefit from all that. He has a pretty solid matchup in the playoffs, but before that, it's like really ugly. I mean, obviously he has the Giants this week, but he's facing some of the passer the tougher pass defenses right before you get to the playoffs and in week 13 they have a bye right before the playoffs it's just it's uh a tricky situation and i feel like you need to talk to other people who are probably there's a lot of guys out there who are probably still high on mike evans uh, view him as very talented wide receiver which he is but i just don't like the uh situation he's in right now with all the guys so you definitely need to go out there and talk to other people who just don't realize um What could possibly happen with Mike Evans? And last but not least, I'm going to touch on uh, just the tight end who I I see a lot of people not talking about him. And that's Jonu Smith of the Titans. And I don't know if it's because he was hurt or whatnot, but earlier on in the year, we were seeing him heavily targeted. And we've seen how good the Titans pass offense is. It has been. We see that Ryan Tannehill now is the real deal for the Titans. You know, everyone's putting up the stats of his last 16 games, how little touchdowns and how high his yardage, is, I mean, how high his touchdowns are, how high his yardage is, the interceptions are very low. And Jonah Smith has been a big part of his success earlier on in the season as he's had five touchdowns in the first four games. Granted, he's had some injuries. He left uh, the uh, the game the other the other um, two weeks ago, and Ferkser or whatever the fuck his name is came in and did great. I'm here to tell you, people are starting to uh, forget about uh John Smith earlier on um he he was like a top 5 tight end in the first couple of weeks i think in the first 4 weeks he was averaging like 7 targets a game he was averaging over a touchdown a game he was getting some yardage he's a guy that you're going to start even in tough matchups because of the offense he's in how talented he's in and we just love Jono Smith as a whole at GCF so those are a couple guys that you know we're looking to target to buy low on to sell high on couple trade guys that you just want to talk to owners in your league, see how they're feeling. Sometimes these guys just don't know what they're doing. Sometimes these guys are just obsessed with trading. They just want to make moves. So those are just a couple guys. If you're interested in hearing about other guys' trade values or you just want to get some advice from us, You know, your trade deadlines might be approaching very shortly. We have the NFL trade deadline coming soon on Tuesday, I believe. And your trade deadlines probably are coming sometime uh, in November, which is very, very close. So, as always, hit us up at Grand Central Fan on Twitter. Go to our website, GrandCentralFantasy.com, and enjoy what we post for you. We love you guys. We do for you. Peace out. Mikey Rock, out.